from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Anthony Guerra sitting in for the first hour with us today. Dennis Cox is your producer. And gents, what in the world did we watch last night? And how lucky are we today that we are not Jeff Bezos who paid all of that money for Thursday Night Football? That was the worst display of football I've ever seen. That was ever. You're awful. a Jets fan. I am a Jets <laughs> fan. Mark Sanchez would have played a better quarterback than these guys. I've never been so angry watching a game. I said, I'm going into the show. I want to be ready. I'm going to watch every minute of this game. And me and Al Michaels were both tortured along with the rest of the United States. Him talking smack about the game tells you all you need to know. Yeah, we we have that clip, Dennis, of pretty much a nice summation uh, of what bad football and and what we were watching. You know, I'm only half kidding, but sometimes a game can be, at least at this point, so bad, it's almost good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I'm not feeling that just no, yet no. over here. <laughs> you know, the, the game is like sort of bad. It's, yeah. not, it's, not, it's yeah. not good. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the game will break out here. <laughs> the game could be so bad that it's good. No. No, it wasn't. And another scary moment on Thursday Night Football when Naheem Hines gets uh, ear hold on the first series for the Colts. Tries to get up and is wobbly and clearly concussed, unable to finish the game. At least the NFL has made progress, and Naheem was not allowed to finish the game. You're not supposed to make friends in this business, Anthony. Um, but I'm a bad friend, remember? We talked about this. <laughs> true, true. I, uh, but I, I do consider Naheem Hines, someone I've known since he was 17, to be a friend, and I'm hoping for the best for him and his long-term uh, health, number one. But I, I know if anyone is prepared for life after football, it's been Naheem basically since the moment I've met him. So uh, rooting for him to get back. But, yeah, last night, another week of of you have the injury issues, the concussion issues, and it gets us to what exactly is the NFL trying to accomplish with Thursday night football? Because in my opinion, it's a money grab, right? And it was even before they sold it to Amazon at the ridiculous cost that they got from Amazon. But – this is another example of a and Mark Cuban warned about this. Remember when the NFL first expanded the Thursday night football, he said, you know, the, they're riding high on the hog right now, but there is such a thing as killing the golden goose. I think there is something to that. Now that we have the NFL on Thursday, we have the NFL on Sunday, we have the NFL on Monday. And then once the college season ends, we have it on Saturday, right? You like the Sunday morning game? I do. <laughs> I 9 do like, a.m., the old coffee in... Uh... I do like the London game, I'm not going to lie. There is an easy way to at least attempt to fix the Thursday night games, though, right? How do you fix it? I think if you add a second open date on everyone's schedule, it allows you... You would not have any team ever play on a short week. The short week is terrible. The short it's, week is It's not is good for the players. The it's not good for the quality of the game. And what about... I mean, I... I wasn't here, obviously. Two has been. I'm. I'm sure we we've already touched that. But what ha- like player safety? What? How could play on short rest be good for them with the shortened roster? I'm expanding the roster if I'm the commissioner tomorrow. I know. I'm going. Let's go to 63, 73 guys. 
for a similar reason. Let's get guys in the facility who actually know what's going on, run them through the plays, keep them fit. I mean, ownership, they have enough money. Jerry Jones can pay 10 more guys, 15 more guys, get them in the room. Lest you think we're uh, amateurs who are being critical of the NFL product and don't know anything, here's Tom Brady with an honest assessment of where the NFL is so far this year. I think there's a lot of bad football from what I watch, you know. (laughs) I watch a lot of bad football, a lot of, yeah, poor quality of football. That's what I see. Where's the lie? Ooh. Spot the lie. Yeah, that's, it, it is. It's poor. That game last night was just awful. But if you look at Thursdays of the past, those Thursday games are not, on average, good games. They're not good watches. I don't know whether you could blame the matchup. Certainly we can unpack what happened to Russell Wilson. Is he who we thought he was? Has he changed? Is What happened to Matt Ryan that everyone in Indianapolis is going, oh, where's Carson? Maybe he can come back. Uh, it's unbelievably bad. I thought the quality of the play. First of all, the NFL is a copycat league. Okay, there's only seven, eight, nine different plays that you see. You you can dress them up. You could put them in a different formation, but for the most part, you're looking at the same plays. And the NFL has a problem in the sense that you you don't practice hitting anymore, right? So nobody's mm-hmm. really that good at defense. So the 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 way to attack a defense now is basically just to get the ball out of your quarterback's hands as, as quickly as possible, get it to a playmaker, and let that guy run and hope they miss tackles. Early in the season, usually you see a lot of missed tackles because they don't practice hitting anymore. I'm talking about from the high school level all the way up. So yes. it becomes a skill that, and even in the NFL, you're really not allowed to hit the way that they used to anymore either. So that that becomes an issue. But this idea of expanding rosters and maybe even expanding the season, you know, when the NFL talked about going to 18 games, the NFLPA had floated this idea of expanding the rosters. I think it was only a five, adding five roster spots. And the concept would also be that you would only be eligible to play in 16 of the 18 games. Okay. I'm okay. I would rather that than what they're doing with this short week, the, the Thursday night games and really kind of the abuse that they're putting these players through. There's no way. it's a, Football's a violent game. There's no way around what we saw last week with Tua Tungavailoa in terms of the hit that brought him down. It's going to happen. He, he should not have played in the Thursday night game. Correct. And it's full stop. But there's no way to avoid the violence of football. Naheem Hines being tackled and then getting hit from the side accidentally in the ear like that, that's going to happen in a contact collision sport. There's no way around that. They have tried to they've tried to litigate the violence out of football, but you can't. Ultimately, it's a violent sport. It's also what is the appeal of the sport for a, for a good chunk of the audience. But I think scoring is, you know, if we go back to Belichick being the genius uh, of teaching holding with his defensive backs and, and the genius, <laughs> uh, you know, the Peyton Manning rules of basically tackling all of his receivers – you know, they, they, they got that out of football because nobody wants to see that, yes. you know? And I don't think there's a quick fix. Yes, I think putting the extra week in will help in terms of safety and maybe even the quality of those Thursday night games. But I don't think there's a quick fix for, like, football to magically be where we go back to there's a dynasty of the Niners in the 80s or the Cowboys in the 90s. You know, it's just set up with free agency. It's set up with the way the, the schedule goes. It's it's set up with where the draft goes. That 
This is this is was Pete Rozelle's dream. And this is what he wanted. I, I there might be a dynasty, there might not. But as a casual, as a Jets fan, I have to watch other teams play because my team's awful. They're a dynasty in the opposite direction, which might be. I mean, us in, in the mediocrity. Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, we we are really a dynasty in the opposite direction. But I, I just want to see a quality product. I want to see something worthwhile. And I mean, maybe Amazon overpaid because Bezos isn't making that call anymore, right? He steps down. Uh, Jeff would have demanded something different. I imagine it's going to be better. It has to get better. It's not good. So, last night, terrible football. Yesterday, interesting NBA offseason, more offseason drama with the NBA. Draymond Green just snapping and, and hitting his own teammate. These are some of the topics we will take on in Pump It or Dump It. All right, Cox, what do we have today in Pump It or Dump It? Draymond Green is the last person in the NBA you pick a fight with. Pump it or dump it. I'm going to pump that after seeing him land the punch that he did on Jordan Poole. I also don't think, like, the NBA, I mean, maybe Rudy Gobert, like, there might be some physical freak that you would probably stay away from. Oh, Giannis has got to be the one. The one guy. Like, if You think Gian- Giannis has that in him? He's got that no, dog no, no, in him? He's a, no, he's a teddy bear. Okay. No, no, teddy bear. I All got right. him as a teddy bear. I don't know. Listen, all-time guys, Kenyon Martin's number one dude yes. I'm not fighting with. There is no way. Charles Oakley up there. Oakley's up there 100%. Yeah. Like, those are the guys. Like, no offense to Draymond. Overrated as a tough guy in the NBA. Overrated as a player as well. I would, A, I'll, I'll pump it for the modern NBA, the soft NBA, yeah. the non-hand-checking NBA. Yeah. But dump him. I'm going to pump uh, Jordan Poole's taunt, though. <laughs> Triple single, he allegedly taunted Draymond Green with. There's never been a player who is as overrated as him in the big. Oh, oh, stop! Stop he's, it! No, he's two points. I have seven rebounds no, no, and I have no, eight he's two points now in like the nope. second act of his career. Correct, second act of the career. The first act of his career he was, was a productive fine, player. Fine. Curry is a legendary player. Clay Thompson is outstanding. They don't play defense on Draymond. They guard Draymond from the key if he's on the three-point line. Sure, I'm sorry, but he You're can not pass. A... He can rebound. I could he was pass better. In the, he was better in the first me. act of his career. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to defend what he's doing now. I agree. But I agree. all right, next one. All right, Russell Wilson is a poser. Pump it or dump it. Ooh. We have been talking a lot this season about how the knives are out for Russell Wilson, and it's been a uh, it's been a slow start with the Denver Broncos for Mister Unlimited, no doubt. Um, if you missed Russell Wilson, our podcast that we did, never failed. Go look it up. We talked a lot about what Russ was like at NC State, even before he got to NC State. And and we talked a lot to his teammates and his coaches, and everyone was always impressed with his work ethic and his talent. But there was something always a little slightly off-putting about Russ, and now you're seeing that. Here's Kyle Brandt kind of out laying it all out about what what the rest of the NFL is kind of finding out about Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is one of the least authentic personalities we have in this league. I think Russell Wilson is a poser. 
And that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I actually think he's a good person. I think he tries to be something that he's not. And when you make the $245 million, you either got to be a really great guy with the locker room who loves you, or you got to be an amazing player. Brady, who makes half of what Russell's making, is both. Rodgers, MVP. Patrick Mahomes, both. Allen, people love him. He's amazing. Kyler, we'll find out. Russell Wilson, first of all, the NFL, the Broncos fan base has no history with him. They have no allegiance to him. This is not a Seahawks thing that they drafted him. They grew up with him. He's their guy. None of that. You know, I, got, I work the, the NFL honors. I work the red carpet. Kelsey comes by. Rodgers comes by. Russell Wilson shows up with his sunglasses and his wife, and they, I think they think they're, they're Jay-Z and Beyonce, and they will literally put their hand up and say, no, we're not talking. Why? It, it, because you think you're that cool and you're that famous and you're that amazing and everything is so perfect. That does not work in a locker room unless you are really good or really, really good guy. It just doesn't work. 245 million bucks, that can come unraveled fast. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're missing throws like that and you're putting up nine points in a nationally televised game. Um, look out, this could come off the rails. It could. Yeah, Russell Wilson hasn't been good with the Broncos so far. The only thing he's given us is Bronco Nation. Let's ride. But I think Kyle Brandt has this one right in the terms of he's trying to be something that he's not. He's always been that way too. I, I, I remember a distinct conversation I had with Elliot Avon, who was responsible more than anyone for Russell Wilson ever being in NC State and, and for really a lot of what Russell's success would become. And I said to him, do you think Russell's real? And he said, I think Russell believes in what Russell believes in. I don't doubt that. But he never really said, do you think, do you, like, is he just, he, he tries to be just a little bit too good to be true. And four touchdowns this year, three interceptions. He's not completing 60% of his passes. He, I, I think he's 33 years old. I'll say the same, th same thing about Russell that I said about Baker Mayfield. It's possible that after all of these years, the Bill Parcells quarterback Bible, the, the, all, you know, all, of the, all of the qualifications he wanted in a quarterback at the draft, I think it's possible that at 33, Russell's just breaking down and is simply not the player that he once was. Or was he carried the whole time by the Seahawks? I mean, now, I will push Marshawn, back on that. Mar is that Marshawn? And, and we covered up, like, yeah, Richard yeah. Sherman now, was the personality of the team, his, so we didn't have to hear from Russell? His first couple of seasons when Lynch was dominant, okay? Yes. I, he obviously benefited as a quarterback who didn't make mistakes, limited his Correct. mistakes, and played with a great defense and a great running back. No doubt about that. But I think in 2015, he took a step to, okay, the team is now about Russell Wilson. So I think it is... Revisionist history to go back and say he wasn't that great with the Seahawks. He was not the reason they won the Super Bowl. There's no, there's no there's nothing wrong with saying that. That team who beat the Broncos in Giant Stadium absolutely was a defensive just strangulation by the Legion of Boom. But I, I don't think it's fair to say he was never that good with the Seahawks. And I am not a Russell apologist, but I'm also someone who is interested in how he is received nationally and how his legacy will be defined and i think i have i've the podcast goes a long way in trying to explain all that too it's interesting that that, that it stems all the way back you you yeah. can understand like okay the why she met you know mary sierra oh we're a star now i'm a big league you know look at me but if that started all the way at state i mean he's got a little bit of the tim tebow thing yeah but tim tebow seems more authentic like i i think tim tebow's like that in real life that's tim that's who he is Whereas, I mean, if you watch, I mean, Russ has got to be one of the worst followers on Instagram, on social media, which if you do follow, it is the corniest stuff I've ever seen. He needs to get off and get onto a practice field or into, he needs to get healthy, get there. 
stop with the media stuff. So speaking of his time with the Seahawks, Richard Sherman famously was everyone knows the quote was really from Richard Sherman in the, in the ESPN story about how they would have two more Super Bowls if not for Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, the Legion of Boom, and how he wasn't a popular teammate with Seattle. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's yeah. basically. He's now doing the halftime show for Amazon and la- and, and post-game stuff. He was triggered last night because on fourth down, Denver has a chance to pick up a first down instead of going into the end zone. And Instead, Russ throws the ball to nowhere. He had K.J. Hamler open, didn't throw it to him. And this is Sherman after the game. Just You could just tell this is not about. This is not about the Broncos losing to the Colts. You need one yard. Run the ball. What? what run the ball. I love it. Hey, yes. CT. He's triggered. All he has He's to triggered. do is run the football like <laughs> necessary criticism. I'm not, you know, I've said enough criticism for him, but run the dang ball. Like. Learn from your mistakes. He's obviously alluding to the Super Bowl loss for the Seattle Seahawks, where they did not run the dang ball. He threw a slant that was in Malcolm Butler stepped in front of and intercepted. But do you hear the visceral reaction? That's a guy who played with him for six years. That's not... Listen, I I covered portions of his teams at NC State. I didn't cover his team full-time. And I could just tell you from gleaning off of interviews and people who know him, that's me. This is a guy who spent six years on his team in the NFL. Oh, I, I, I would love to see that locker room fight. Forget Draymond and Jordan Poole. Let's get them back together. Let's get these guys together. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.